In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Jesus Christ, the mighty King of kings and Lord of lords, is a soft-hearted marshmallow. This sermon is intended for anyone who is not a soft-hearted marshmallow. But you will have to tell them what you heard today because they are not here. Only people who are soft-hearted marshmallow types would show up in a joint like this. You know that when your heart starts to get hardened and you lose your mushiness or your mellowness, that that's the day the laundry needs folding or there's a game to watch, or something's come up at work, and there is no room for time-consuming things like worship, or soft-hearted marshmallow people like Jesus. Especially if Jesus is going to call himself a king. Hmm, it's, it's a fair argument that the symbolism of kingship doesn't even make sense in the United States, so why would we observe this holiday in the first place? Kings belong to other countries and history books. Kings certainly cannot rule in these modern days what with all our constitutions and congresses. But you, you showed up here to hear about Jesus and his superiority, as described as the Ancient of Days by Daniel, Jewish exile, and a revered member of the court of King Nebuchadnezzar, the king who actually happened to be the one who pulled Daniel out of his home nation and into exile. And we also hear Jesus described as King of the Jews by Pilate. Pilate, who was appointed by the Roman Empire to govern a backwater patch of land called Judea, because they didn't have any other leader besides a king named Herod, who didn't seem to get much done, and no one could pin him down on if he was a Jew or wait. What was Herod? <laughs> yes, you may Google who was King Herod in church. Who was King Herod and what, upon what did he base his kingship? Now, there have been plenty of people, you may be one of them, who suspect that Jesus has a certain amount of authority. After all, why would we pray to Jesus if we didn't hope that he might have some kind of power to do something about all the wicked rottenness? Or why would we thank him? Unless it's because we can sniff something genuinely generous and giving about his creative power. But at the end of the day, are we left with a handful of suspicions and sniffs? Or more? Hearts soft like marshmallows. But not everyone has been given those suspicions or those sniffs or those soft hearts 
Nevertheless, they are promised the same promises as those of us for whom laundry or sports or work are not as important as spending five minutes focused on a vision far larger than any of those things. A vision like Daniel's of a king so splendid and awe-inspiring that he unites the entire world? This is a vision that Jesus would have studied during his pre-crucifixion life, and perhaps even let it influence the way he describes kings. For example, in one of his parables in the Gospel of Luke, when speaking with a group of people who had made up their minds exactly what kind of kingdom God's kingdom is, and let me tell you, it was not a kingdom designed to unify all nations, No, for the ears that heard that parable, they were yearning for a kingdom that would reveal the glorious majesty of a mighty God who kills his enemies and lives a rich, abundant life of wealth and comfort. It is to these fine people that Jesus describes the kingdom of heaven and its king as the one who says, As for these enemies of mine who did not want me to be king over them, bring them here and slaughter them in my presence. This is a king of blood. Hmm. A king of vengeance? Kind of like a dictator. Wait, where are the civil rights of these people? Where is justice? Where is world aid charity going? Is it going in to help those poor people fight their evil dictator? Uh, what about sanctions? Those are fair, important, and hard-hearted questions and cries. They don't fit in the mouths of people who show up in a joint like this. People who come here because we are weary of the emotional drunk that is the world's response to sin. If getting upset about murders and thieves would save the world, well then politicians would have saved it. But they don't. There is only one king whose throne is the cross who saves the world. Only Jesus, the king who takes the ultimate enemy, our sin and death, and slaughters them forever and ever with his soft-hearted, marshmallow heart. Amen.